Hey guys, it's Ashley and Naz, Lauren and Dr. Mike. Yay! Dr. Mike is back. Um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about anxiety and depression, how Lauren and I are medicated for, well, for me, it's definitely anxiety. I definitely had a dark point of my life, but it was kind of like a sad dark point because it was about a guy. <laughs> so I was like literally medicated for a guy. That was like the only time that I had anxiety. Plus, I feel like it was depression. I feel like every day was dark. I woke up with like this hole in my heart every day and it's definitely heartbreak. And I don't know where you draw the line between like actual depression and heartbreak. Yeah. I think it's um, like an acute depression, right, Dr. Mike? Like some people yeah. fall into... That's what I fell into and, anyway. And, and anxiety and depression often go hand in hand. Yeah. And heartbreak and yeah, environment and then anxiety, depression. So yeah, go on. Yeah, so it would be interesting if I were to get off this low-dose um, citalopram is what I'm on. Okay. And it really just cuts out a lot of anxiety. I don't think that everybody's going to die all the time and I'm a little less That's OCD. That's a little more OCD. Oh, I, yeah, right. No, it's like... Anxiety and OCD are also entirely closely linked. Yeah, so OCD is a a low serotonin disorder. So anxiety is also related to low serotonin. Uh, But so is anxiety. So all of them are are very similar, right? Mm -hmm. So some some people taking an SSRI antidepressant are on it for um, OCD. Some people are on that class of medication for depression. Some people take it for anxiety. So, you know, I I think for a lot of people who are trying to understand what they are, um, they they all have a lot of similarities, um, but I hope today people are going to also understand what are the super brain training, natural mm-hmm. cognitive behavioral. I just take read away, in the comments food, that we want holistic, holistic, yeah. natural. What you know, all the stuff that I'm all about. You know, what are the food hacks that can help you to deal with that yeah, and all that right. stuff too. And yeah. Ashley and Lauren and I really want to do this topic just because I feel like our age group or demographic really deals with anxiety a lot. Like I personally didn't even know I had anxiety until like recently. I was like, oh, this is anxiety. I thought it was just like how I was as a person, and I feel like. This may be a little dark, but like just with everything going on in the country, like with school shootings and like 13 Reasons Why is out. It's just like a discussion that a lot of people are having. And it's like, it's nice to have you to figure out how we can battle depression and anxiety. Can I tell you a really adorable story about Naz? She was going through my book, (laughs) Heal Your Drain Brain, which has the seven (laughs) pitfall thought patterns in cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, polarized thinking, pessimism, Mm -hmm. paralysis analysis. And she was. She was like, can I text you my homework? And she was like, <laughs> okay, so I have this. And, you know, my book helps people to look at your thoughts and change them, right? Because that's what cognitive behavioral therapy is all about. It's like training your brain, right? And she was like, okay, so I have a thought that's like this. So does this go under this category? Yeah. Is yeah. it more pessimism or is it more, is it more polarized thinking? And she was, and, and it was actually a trick question because, and it was sort of a hard one because it actually had elements that would actually go under two different um, of the seven pitfall thought patterns. So it actually mm-hmm. had elements of both. So CBT is all about, you know, classification, classification of which kind of pitfall thought pattern you had, identifying it, and then looking for the contrary evidence to finding it. So she was definitely an A-plus student because she was so like, she was, it was so adorable that she was like trying to yeah. classify it. It was like, I was like, oh, A-plus, right, yeah. A-plus. Well, we'll get into mine in a second, but I think it'd be interesting yeah. for Ashley and Lauren to go first since you and I have spoken. And then maybe yeah. all three of us can just go through what we battle on a daily basis. And then from there, we can take listener questions. Yeah. I started out like trying to give a brief synopsis and then I kind of like fell down the rabbit hole of yep. like giving you details. So giving this is basically yeah. what I have. Um, I've always been 
anxious, but in, I would have to say a good way. In a I good think. way. I think growing up, you were like very just type A, very anxious, type a. you know, yeah. just like mm-hmm. organized and yeah. worried about deadlines and whatnot. Never wanting to get in trouble. Yeah. Just always doing like the right thing. Just like perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, but then like the thing where I have downfalls is well, I'm, everything sounds OCD. So <laughs> I will like have to touch like a doorknob or a light switch or like uh-huh. a little collectible. Uh, there's a time a where I had to cl- touch a collectible. Now it's down to like other things. Or if I look at something, I'll be like, if you don't touch that for five seconds. Wait, then- the little frog with the crown on it? No, not that uh, one, different. but similar. Uh. Um, that I would be like, somebody's going to die in your family. And I still have the somebody's going to die in your family all the time. Yeah, um, like you, you always need that. a call from like your parents to make, like if they don't pick up, you get scared, right? Well, yes, but that's more of like, that I'll go down that rabbit hole too. If my parents don't pick up the phone, then I'll be like, my mom choked. And then all of a sudden I can't chill out until I found out my mom didn't choke. But I don't know if that's normal. That may, that may actually be normal. But, <laughs> but, no, no. but touching my frog's uh... head, touching my frog's head for five seconds. And then if I didn't do it for a proper five seconds, then I had to count to 25. Yes, this is, this is definitely textbook OCD. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So I'll yep. count to yep. 25 because I have to do five perfect times because five is my lucky number now of course i i think my boyfriend's gonna die if i don't touch things this is my new thing i never knew you had to like touch things i never knew that about you Uh uh-huh ocd i feel like comes a lot when things are going well Well, so this is my current anxiety Uh oh yeah everything in my life is like really in place right now like insanely i i I have the triangle that they talk on they talk about is i don't think it's on sex and city yeah yeah you can only have two at one time so was that on sex i don't think so i think it's just like a common girl thing lauren it's on sex maybe okay we'll find out carrie said it okay (laughs) you can have the boyfriend the apartment and the job at the same time and i very much are 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 very solid in every category right Mm now and I am now thinking, okay, well, save her today because tomorrow your life may end. like not not end, but get only get worse. Ashley I feels like it's so good that something bad's gonna happen. Way. So now I you're waiting for which shoe's exactly. gonna fall off because all the shoes are on. I'm like, which person <laughs> in my family is gonna die now because you can't have it all? Right. right. So I'm constantly like worried, and now I was like booking this, this trip. Jared and I are going to Hawaii tomorrow, and. I'm just like, we're going to die on the plane tomorrow. Like, that's how this is the whole thing's no. going to end. And you don't have to tell me who it is in your family if you don't want to out them, but do you have any any family history of any oh, sort of depression, do. anxiety? My yeah. dad, okay. yeah. my had, dad like, like, until had a problem. In his 20s. He, like, doesn't talk very much about it, but he had to go to the psychiatrist, like, twice a week. Okay. Um, yeah. Due to his mother's anxiety. Apparently due to his mom. That's and what it's always yeah. linked to. Yeah. You know, so definitely some family history of neurochemistry, you know, probably some low serotonin. And, you know, when you have a family history, it doesn't matter if your your mom had depression or your dad had an anxiety disorder. Because remember, a low serotonin anxiety disorder, OCD is related to low serotonin. So, you know, so, so yeah, that all makes sense. I feel like yeah. it's so rare to meet someone who's not like, oh, yeah, I'm anxious too. I have anxiety too. Yeah, so like, well, at what, I know I'm supposed to give my story right now, but at what point does it go from like, I'm so depressed to like, you're depressed. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's a good question. yeah, that's a great question because there it is it is really dangerous when somebody is has major depressive disorder, yeah. right? Well, before so, you answer that, actually, yeah. I think it's important, real quick. Sorry, Lauren, for you to define anxiety and define depression, right? Yeah. And then go into Lauren's. Question. Yeah, so they are different, right? Because we we talked about serotonin, and then you know there's other the other major brain chemical is dopamine, right? Um, so in depression, it can either be low serotonin or low dopamine or sometimes both. And by the way, there's other uh, brain chemicals like glutamate and norepinephrine. And, and, but let's just simplify them, right? So serotonin, your main downer, right? So if mm-hmm. you do Molly, that's going to boost your, right. your serotonin. If that's you do why cocaine, I cry after that's gonna be your when dopamine, I come down right? from Molly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. So depression is really about feeling more hopeless, right? So your, your downers, your, I'm sorry, your uppers are down and anxiety, your feel good downers are down, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're anxious, Mm. it's more about, it's all about what I call your mantra. So if your mantra is something along the lines of I'm not okay, or I'm not going to be okay, or someone I love is not going to be okay, e.g., Who in my family is going to die or yeah. are, is our plane to Hawaii going to go down? That's some version of we're not going to be okay. My family's not picking up the phone. They're not okay. That's anxiety, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. So totally. depression is some version of I'm not good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Or low, uh, self-esteem. low self-esteem. It's dark. It's bleak. So if I were to give them a color, I would say that anxiety would be red or yellow. Mm-hmm. I if, see it. I see it. And depression is black. With the word. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, that's perfect. And okay. so while they have similar um, brain chemicals involved and similar brain structures involved, that's, that's how I sort of define them to people so that they understand like what's the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to answer your question about, you know, what's the difference between – because it's different, you know, especially depression versus anxiety. Uh, the difference between feeling, we throw on the word depression a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's a difference between feeling depressed. Um, there's a diagnosis. When we, in our culture, when we say depressed, we're actually talking about minor depression mm-hmm. or dysthymic disorder, which no one, no, no one knows what that means. That's just like minor <laughs> depression. Okay. So major depressive disorder is uh, a diagnosis where people feel Fine, fine, fine. And then a depressive episode, which usually lasts a couple weeks or more. And they're like literally, so it's like, it's like you're fine for a month and then it's like you can't get out of bed for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you're fine and then it falls out. It's so it's like bipolar. So, so the only difference, so that's a great, okay. that's a great uh, comparison because the only difference between bipolar disorder and major depressive, epi- uh, major depressive disorder mm-hmm. is the absence of the manic episodes. Oh, the manic. So wow. they're both polar disorders, meaning uh, so in bipolar, they're up and down. So if you're bipolar, you have an up mm-hmm. and then a normal and then a down and then a normal. A major depressive disorder, you have normal, down, normal, normal down. down. Does that make sense? Wow. So, Very so, interesting. So if, if somebody is like normal and then like they're like, they disappear off the face of the earth for two weeks. Yeah. And then they're normal again mm-hmm. and then two weeks. That's major depressive disorder. Got it. Really quick, though, I have to tell you guys about one of my favorite sponsors because Ritual has changed my life. I, Lauren, I hate taking vitamins because I feel like they taste so gross and they smell so bad. And finally, I found a vitamin by Ritual 
And it's the only omega-3 that actually tastes good. And it has like this natural mint essential oil smell. This is exactly it's what Dr. Genius. Mike's been talking about. We got to take our vitamins so we don't need to take actual drugs that change our brain chemistry. We can do it naturally. We can do it with ritual. And you, it's tailored to it, your body. Also, it's vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. I mean, this stuff is the best, you guys. It's made in the U.S., no synthetic fillers, no colorants, none of that BS that's in all the other stuff you're taking. It's delayed release capsule bypasses the stomach to help prevent nausea. That's that's a lot of the reason why Ashley doesn't take them uh, because she feels sick at night after she takes them. <laughs> uh, Mint-scented with an in-bottle tab enriched with pure peppermint oil, patent pending technology and formulation. But the best part though, Lauren, is that it's subscription based. So you guys, you don't even have to worry about going to the grocery store, trying to figure out what the hell all the bottles mean in there. Just sign up for this. It'll come to your door. You won't have to worry about it and you'll be a healthy person. Bada bing, bada boom. Fill the gaps in your diet with the best source ingredients. Uh, Forget a few days. Snooze your order until you catch up. Happiness guaranteed. No questions asked. Cancel easily anytime. And it's $30 a month and they deliver right to your door. So forget everything you thought you knew about vitamins, you guys. Ritual is the brand that's reinventing the experience with nine essential nutrients that women typically lack the most. And if you're ready to invest in your health, do what I did and go to ritual.com slash get it. That's ritual.com slash get it. And I promise you, your future self will thank you for taking ritual and consider it your lifelong health, you know, 401k. And all you have to do is put in $1 a day because it's $30 a month. That's literally $1 a day. Think of how much you already spend on your food. Why put anything else but clean ingredients in your body? Again, go to ritual.com slash get it and get healthy, guys. What's the difference between just being a nervous person and... And And having anxiety. anxiety. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a great question too. So Yeah, like what's normal? I guess it's based on the circumstance, yeah? Yeah, and you know, in 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 my book, Heal Your Drain Brain, I talk about the subtypes of of drained brains and anxiety disorders. So it's such a good book. You guys have to get it. There's all these different ways that anxiety can present itself, right? So if you have panic disorder, that's a type of an anxiety disorder. And and that I talk about it as now, within anxiety, um, you have what I call in my book skyrocket drain. So in that kind of anxiety disorder, you're going to have um, adrenaline skyrocketing. So then you're going to have these panic attacks and everything's going to go off like a skyrocket. Like if I were to graph your stress hormones, adrenaline especially and then norepinephrine mm-hmm. is going to take off like a rocket. And then you know adrenaline is going to make your heart beat fast and it feels like you can't breathe and your palms are going to get sweaty. So you may have that kind of anxiety disorder. So mm-hmm. if you feel like you're having a heart attack, but it's really a panic attack. My anxiety that goes to my butt. <laughs> oh my God, Lauren. What, what, my what stomach like, and my butt. Like I'll, I'll, you have to poop, poop right? I'll throw up or but... poop or something like that. Well, and, and it's interesting you say that because you know what the feeling of butterflies in your stomach, yeah. do you know what that means? you know what's happening? You have a crush on someone? <laughs> well, yeah, sort of. Because what's happening when we move from... Uh, so usually when we're in a normal state, we're in what we call rest and digest, right? So our bodies are sending blood to our organs needed to, you know, rest and digest, right? So pooping Mm -hmm. and digestion. When we shift to fight or flight or, you know, when we have a crush on somebody or like we're like in danger, the blood leaves the stomach because the blood the blood the body says i don't need to digest anymore i need to send all the blood to the organs needed for a quick getaway because i'm in danger (laughs) 
So, so literally, when you, you feel what? butterflies in your stomach, that is the blood literally leaving your stomach. That is so crazy. That's, That's butterflies in your stomach. That is so crazy. Isn't that fascinating? That so is so then, what happens when you're on a love high? Because I've had a couple days in my life where I'm either actually on a love high. Yeah. Or completely on a love low yeah. where I lose complete appetite. What's that? Yeah. So this is really interesting. That's when, a little bit about mine. Yeah. So when you fall in love, two things happen in the brain. Your dopamine spikes really, really high and your ser- yes, Naz knows. And your <laughs> serotonin goes really, really oh, low. Oh, man. So imagine – okay. So going back to the cocaine and Molly mm-hmm. thing, right? Imagine you just did a ton of cocaine, but you had all, but you also were coming back from Coachella and you just did like eight mollies <laughs> a day for three days. That's what happens when you first fall in love. Your serotonin plummets and your dopamine goes really, really high. That's so why people really, love that's why really drugs, excited, but you're also with, with no serotonin, you're really, really obsessed with yeah. your love object yeah. and you feel like- You're being fed off them. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you're obsessed and you don't want to eat. You don't want to sleep. You're just like- yeah. <laughs> Like I yeah. just did like an eight ball and like, and I also just got done doing Molly and I have no serotonin right. left. That's what it feels like to mm-hmm. be in love when yeah. you first fall in love. Yeah. But then what happens when you stay in love, those two neurochemicals switch places. So do you want to eat more and more, right? Sort of. Some people. Some people do. Some people eat don't. Actual the happy food eaters. More more. Yeah. Or yeah. some people like me just eat all whatever. So when dopamine. <laughs> it mean, makes you want to eat I'm real sad food, I'm eating. Right? I'm happy I'm eating. So when, <laughs> usually when dopamine goes low and serotonin goes up, you're probably more likely to eat more because when dopamine goes up, you certainly, most people are not going to want to eat. So then you're going to feel, when serotonin goes up, you're going to feel secure mm-hmm. and happy. Yeah. But you're not going to feel Obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so people who are sensation seekers are going to go, so you probably know a lot of people like this. We talked about this on our re- cheating they, episode they with you, right? They go from relationship to relationship because they're chasing it's the terrible. high. They can't commit oh, because they- sad. The high comes with a low. So that's why a lot of people don't chase and like will settle because yeah. then you got to go through the whole thing. I think sadness. that was the guy that broke my heart was the sensations because he yeah. went from one relationship to another. To another and, and you know what they do? Be. They misinterpret- the the dopamine coming down in their brain, they think, oh, I, I'm not in love mm, with this woman yeah. anymore. Yeah. Oh, I, I must, I need to go Those on to the next terrible, one. Scary that's terrible, scary Fucking idiots. They're, that's yeah, scary. Idiots. Alrighty, guys, quick break. Let's talk about Omaha Steaks and that you're probably going to get this for your dad on Father's Day because it's the greatest gift you can give to a man. The greatest gift ever. You guys, these steaks, what are they? The kielbasa sausages. I love how you say it, Lauren. Kielbasa. This food package, whenever it comes to my house, I get so excited. My favorite thing um, that we're making tonight, actually, Lauren and I, are the caramel apple tartlets. Mm. Guys, these tartlets, if you heat them up and put some vanilla ice cream in it, it's just like, I, I don't know. It's even... like a restaurant grade shit right here. It's and so listen, good. Listen to all you, you get you get in this box. You get two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, four chicken fried steaks, two boneless pork chops, four all beef Omaha steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo <laughs> franks. I honestly end up laughing in the middle of reading this because I can't believe how much you get. It's so I'm much food. I'm not done. I ain't done. All right, keep 12 going. 12 ounce of all beef meatballs, one pound of steakhouse fries, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus you get four grill-ready Omaha steak burgers free with purchase. And again... 
This is a limited time package for only $49.99 when you go to omahasteaks.com and type get it in the search bar and add Father's Day package to your cart. Guys, honestly, like if your dad opens this on Father's Day, you will 100% be the best child in the entire world. Well, um, so it's a limited time offer uh, for our listeners only for Father's Day at 78% off. This is a really amazing deal. You guys, 78%. Come on. It's an, it's a perfect, like, no-brainer. Go get this. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type in get it on the search bar, and you get Omaha Steaks for Father's Day. Father's Day package. Get it. Don't wait. The offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com and type get it in the search bar. Grab your dad and fire up that grill. All right, Lauren, Me? what's going on with you? Um, My, like, journey. Your my journey. journey. <laughs> what, what do you want to ask Dr. Mike? Um, Well... Actually, a couple of weeks ago on our Facebook group, there was a girl. She was like, I am tired all the time. I sleep sometimes 8, 10, 12 hours. I'm exhausted all the time. And then I was like, that's totally me. But I also think it's from my Prozac that I've been taking for so long makes me sleepy. So they were getting into like things we should do holistically. So what do you have for that? I have a ton of stuff for that. Okay. So, so it's, it, you know, they're all in my, you know, they're in this book, Heal Your Drain Brain, and also my last book, The Brain Fog Fix. There are so many incredible, you know, I'm not a, except in the most extreme cases, I'm, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of medication. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. there are a, a lot of incredible alternative holistic treatments. Yeah. And, you know, one of my favorites. You gave me a lot of yoga poses that help for different things. Yep. Yeah, so I have a protocol called energy-based cognitive therapy, which combines yoga poses with cognitive behavioral therapy. It's that, so that cool, I love. you guys. Like in the most plainest terms, it's like if I feel anxiety or if I feel like you know when your brain leads one thing to another, you're like, oh, this happened, mm-hmm. so this happened, so this yeah, is going to yeah. happen. He is a special pose just for that thing, oh, and then and that's basically what I was asking him about earlier. I was like, so for this. Problem. And they're kind of irrational. Which pose do I do? Well, there's there's different kinds. There's like anxiety. There's so pessimism. Where I'm like, yeah. I'm never gonna get this gig or something. It's like, and he has a specific pose. So you interrupt for each yeah. thing. So you interrupt really that cool. negativity. Right. There was a study. It worked. There, well, there's a couple studies. One involved Botox, but the other, the, the interesting study involved chopsticks. Right. So the subjects didn't know what they were doing. They just had to hold a. Ch- Here, I'm gonna use my Starbucks straw. They had to hold the chopsticks in their mouth, and they the, the subjects like. Were like I don't okay I'll hold the chopsticks right and he had, they had they held it like this right and mm-hmm. what are you doing I'm I'm he has smiling a straw in his mouth smiling but I don't I don't really know I'm like okay I'll I'll put the chopsticks in my mouth and they had them like do some stuff and then and then they some stuff that you know probably made them like not so happy like math or something mm-hmm. and then they had them rate their moods and of course there was another group you know like a control or something and what do you know like when you make your body do something that is like, you know, a half smile or a pose, like star pose from yoga where you're yeah. like, yeah, I'm the best. I got it. Yeah. Your bo- your brain sends a signal like, yeah, you you do got it. You got it. it. Yeah. So got basically it. sleeping all day is just perpetuating that thought. That's right. So okay. you have to you have to interrupt that. The sleepy thoughts. But, you know, there was another Not study. Not the sleepy thoughts, but like, <laughs> like being sleepy. Being sleepy and continuing to sleep all day is just perpetuating your your depression. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Because one of my favorite ones that Dr. Mike has, if you guys are ever sad or I forget which one this one's for, it's literally smiling. Yeah. So I if you see you're getting that, thoughts, but I don't know you, if I feel, I feel it. Like, it works. Yeah. You go like this. 
like literally for like 60 seconds and they were like oh okay really yeah, yeah it fucking works it's so or, amazing. Or, or just or if you can't do a, a full smile just do a half smile put a half smile on your face it's and so then crazy. think of all the times in your life that is the contrary evidence to whatever negative thought you're thinking like oh like you know like my parents are gonna die if they don't pick up the phone like put a half smile on your face and then look for the contrary evidence like all the times when you thought they were dead but they weren't. And you know, I'm sure you could find like 50,000. sometimes. Right? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, there's contrary evidence. Right. This is probably an irrational thought that I probably shouldn't believe because it's probably wrong. Right? So don't confuse the probable with the possible. So is that what you suggest for me when I go on those weird cycles of thought? Like yes. what about when I see something and I'm like, you have to touch that five times or somebody's going to die. How do I convince Keep myself <laughs> i know i'm just like you know what just do it so you don't have to think about it for the next 20 minutes that you well, didn't do it you yeah. need exposure therapy so this, here's here's i'm gonna save you thousands of dollars in therapy right now so this is all you need to do is don't do the thing yeah and then and prove to yourself okay. that everything's see fine what happens and that's exposure therapy yeah but you have to do that <sighs> what, what a risk like 25 over, times over right and over and over again it takes like a hundred times yeah. to break it though and then every time you do it you get evidence that the thought wasn't real and on the 50 25th 50th 100th time you're like oh that thought really isn't real yeah got it i used to not put um our car keys on she the, still does it on, well, no i do it oh, now you've been doing i've it changed now? Good. now okay on like the hook designated for the car keys because one time i didn't do that and my boyfriend like didn't talk to me for like <laughs> oh no an hour so she just leaves so the keys I on the kitchen counter oh it. it was so annoying but ever since we moved into our new place i have been consciously Okay, you're going to put it on yeah. there. Okay, Good so job, I noticed that when I move into a new place, I'm able to mentally start say, start fresh. Yeah. There mm-hmm. was like this time, I used to have this bathroom procedure that I would do all the time. Like whenever I take a shower, <laughs> whenever I would do Wait the shower, I had to do this. And then like I moved into a new place, like I think it was when I went to college mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, now you can't do that anymore because you're in like a public bathroom. <laughs> oh my so God. So that was, then I stopped and everything was fine. Yes. Right, right. And I've gotten so much better, you know, being on the medication has lowered that and it just makes me like freak out a lot less. Everybody will see that if I am off my meds for a couple days, I think it's in her head. She thinks it's in my head, but I will get so irritable. She's like, I want to kill everyone if I'm four days. Like if I don't go to CVS and forget to pick it up for four days, I'm going to, I'm like, I've only experienced it twice and I feel like it is a little different. Well, that's, I'm sure that's true, but you you also have to understand she's out that she flips. Mm, Well, I'm sure a lot of that, a lot of that is, some of it is probably placebo and it it is also rough to come off antidepressants. It is rough. So yeah, if you come off for four days, it is not going to feel good. I mean, look what happened to Kanye West. Yeah. It's it's gonna be rough. Yeah. So yeah, you probably are <laughs> gonna feel really bad. Okay, for four okay. Days. So I am all right. so if something is going there's, okay. There's good, a New York good, Times good. article on my Facebook, like in the New York Times article was mo- many people taking antidepressants realize they can't stop. That's yeah, right. that's yeah. why it's been fifteen years. <laughs> for you. <laughs> but here here's an alternative. This is one of my favorites. This was a placebo double blind study done, uh, and a lot of people were in the study. So it wasn't like eight patients, mm-hmm. it was like a ton. Mm-hmm. Um they put one of them on an, a, a prescription SSRI antidepressant, and they put the other group on high uh a fish oil with high EPA and low DHA. So we're looking okay. at what about does that a, mean? A, it's the ratio. So you're looking at the back of the bottle because EPA um, affects mood. DHA is for cognition. So you want on the back of the bottle, there's only like three brands or four brands that have this. So you're looking for 
a thousand milligrams of EPA mm-hmm. and only about. 150 milligrams of DHA. This is actually a pretty hard to find ratio because it's a very potent EPA formula. Mm. Um, probably the most uh, readily available brand that has this, you know, a ratio or close to this is the Nordic Naturals brand. They have one that's called EPA Extra. That mm-hmm. I, I really like this brand. I give my dogs this brand. They have a, they have a pet one. <laughs> okay. Um, um, there's another couple Your brands. Your dogs I aren't like. happy? Oh, yeah. Um, and, now and they're it's, happy. It's, it's, yeah, now they're happy. And it was, it was, effective in treating major depressive disorder. If it's effective in treating major depressive disorder, uh-huh. it's amazing for anybody um, with you know minor depression. It's probably very effective for you know things like OCD, um, and it's anxiety natural. disorders, and it's natural, and it's not going to be rough as you know mm-hmm. being yeah. to, to come off of like very prescription yeah. antidepressants. Uh, one, one second, just a thought. When you walk down the toothbrush aisle at the store, it doesn't take long to realize there are a lot of options, and many of them are actually gimmicks. So we're buying off of like, you know, the color of the packaging or the princess toothbrush. I'm so that person too. I'm the, like, oh, this looks cool. Yeah, Let exactly. Me buy it. The, the truth is you really just need something that guides the simple habits most of us get wrong when brushing our teeth and Quip knows that. For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush, you guys, and it's a fraction of the cost of the bulkier brushes that you see in the grocery store aisle while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to clean your teeth. So it has a built-in timer. It helps you clean for the dentist recommended two minutes. We all know not everyone does the full two. I'm talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) Not you, Lauren. Um, And it has guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. I mean, come on, guys. This thing does, though. It's like cruise control on a toothbrush. It was also on Oprah's O-List. It named one of the Times Best Inventions and in the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Well, look at that. And it also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and it unsticks so you can, you know, take it when you're traveling with you. Basically, wherever you take your teeth, you know? Yeah. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to get quip.com slash get it right now just right now what will they get you'll get your first refill pack free with a quip electric toothbrush that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash get it spelled g-e-t-q-u-i-p dot com slash get it back to mike um so when I decided to go on medication was like five and a half years ago. And as always a naturally anxious person and my dad having had such similar symptoms in his twenties was always like, you gotta go, you should gotta go medicated. It'll change your entire life. And, but the real reason that I said, okay, let's do the medication was because of this guy who was just, I thought in my 24 year old, 25 year old brain was the love of my life and I thought he was and when he like ended things I just every day was a sad cloudy day Mm -hmm. in my life and Mm -hmm. then it was like that for like two full months got medicated and after like the six weeks of being on it everything felt a lot better Mm -hmm. so do you think that that was heartbreak or depression I think it, it was probably, probably a very little great bit of line both. between both, right? And that's yeah. what I went through. Kind yeah, of. I think. Yeah, I think you did too. I had know? an acute depression, and, and okay. it's like if you have that's a tendency, you know, it's sort of like okay, if you have if you have BRCA, right? If you have a if what's ep- BRCA? Uh, the gene that you know, like the the Angelina Jolie gene, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So epigenetics means 
if you have a genetic tendency, um, genetics load your gun, but it's environment that pulls the trigger, yeah. right? Ah. So if you have... That's if you, such a good line. If, genetics yeah. load your gun, but environment pulls the trigger. Yeah. So maybe your gun was, quote, lo- loaded, okay. but it was the breakup that pulled the trigger mm-hmm. for you. Okay. Right. So had you not gone through the breakup, maybe the trigger would have never been pulled, but you went through the breakup and you had a loaded gun. Okay. Does that make that sense? That makes so much sense. So much sense. Um, then what about anti antidepressants and anxiety medication and then sex drive because I've got zero. <laughs> I'm being honest and I'm like really upfront with guys. Happens. And I I'm think really that's so happens. open and awesome Very that good. Ashley's like vulnerable about that because a lot, a lot yeah, of men go through that. we need to talk that. about this. A lot of, no one wants to talk about anxiety and depression in general which is why I love we're doing this but a lot of men take Propecia too and then lose their, like there's yeah, so many medications that. Yeah, big time and it's, you know, it's it's worse. The SSRIs are, is, they're, they're bad for sex, sex drive, weight gain, you know, and by, and by the way, emotional blunting. So what happens is you know, the lows get cut off, but by the way, so do the highs, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So you just become a little bit numb, which listen, if you're going to, if, if your depression is that bad and you just are like, sure. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to kill yourself, then yeah, maybe you should be on that. But you know, there are other alternatives, you know, I'm a big fan of TMS, which is transcranial magnetic stimulation, which is FDA approved, um, for depression. And they now can use it for anxiety as well, which is like a, it's non-invasive. They just put a magnet on your brain and like turn oh. up the left dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. What? You sit, you sit in the dent, it looks like a dentist chair <laughs> and they put a this magnet over your brain shit. Yeah. and they like, they turn up or turn down the Wait, activity but like, it's in It's not invasive, right? It's non-invasive. It just, it sounds like an MRI machine. And if you have depression, they put it over the left side, like hmm. right here what? over your That's left so cool. eye. And if you have anxiety, they turn down the right side. Side, right so it's how it's, long does that last um to get started you need about um you have to go the only thing that sucks is getting started because mm-hmm. you have to go five days a week for about four oh, to six weeks but after but after that you just need like a maintenance treatment so then you probably just go like <laughs> one forever i mean sort of you, what? Th- then you just need like one treatment every like how much does this cost is this what going to paltrow does um, I don't know. Does she? I've oh, I'm, just, that I'm assuming that like she does every she all the latest weird shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, goop. How right? much is this expensive? Uh, well, insurance often covers it, oh, so a lot wow. of people, what? a lot of patients that I referred pay like nothing. It's called TMS. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting, actually. Okay, great. So basically, there's so no, there are, there there's, are alternatives. There are alternatives out there. to the medication, but if you have if you a low know, sex drive on your meds, it's just like that sucks for you, right? And uh, yeah, and essential amino acids. So things like. You know, your diet, we know that diet is so huge. Diet and exercise are so effing effective yeah, for depression are. and anxiety. And, and mental, no one is any talking mental about health, them. I know. A thousand percent. I know? work out for that reason, not to be Me skinny. Too. I work out just to have an hour of not thinking of anything but like this miserable push-up. Me too. <laughs> it, it makes you stop thinking yeah. about It is definitely life. true. You definitely. don't think about anything about that other than your well, physical And then you walk out misery. sweating and you're like, oh, I might get skinnier because exactly. this, this is the best feeling yeah, ever. No, it's Me good. Too. Yeah. I'm so but stressed it's miserable. out. But it's miserable. I get on the treadmill and do interval training for like the for the stress relief more than more than the physical. Well, right. it's, it's great for both. But you know, like yeah, me too. So would that help sex drive? Like where yeah, eating absolutely. right and exercise? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Omega threes can help with with wetness. Uh, you know, lubrication. Omega threes can help with your mood, your sex drive. You know, and, and a lot of the essential. I, need I mean, um, 
essential amino acids. So you want to get those essential fatty acids, i.e. your omega-3s, but you also want to get the essential aminos, right? right. So when you, when you look at um, supplements and you look at things like L-theanine or you look for anxiety or you look at things like um, a 5-HTP supplement and, you know, especially the B vitamins, oh my God, you give somebody a B vitamin um, and especially if you are, are you Italian? Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about this. All right. <laughs> Wait, can I just say real quick? We have an amazing sponsor called Ritual, you guys, and they are the best vitamins ever. So mm. if you're lacking or deficient in vitamins, you should hit that up. Anyways, okay, right. what about being Italian? And vitamins are huge. And you're Latina. Yes. So if you are Italian or Latina or hmm. Chinese. So everyone the, at this table? Um, <laughs> the three of you. Okay. Um you are at greater risk for having a gene called MTHFR. If you, and by the way, and even the general population, your risk is about 30%. So you can't convert um, the, basically the B vitamins, so two in particular. So folate, which is also vitamin B9, that's folate, okay. Okay. and vitamin B12. Wait, that's like the most important one, Those right? are the most important ones for I have for a B12 mood. deficiency. I have a B, I think you every do? Yeah. How do you know I that? Like I all got do. my blood work done and they were like, you'd have zero B12. Really? Is that right? Same. All of like, I took a test online. They're like, you have a zero B12. No way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this could be why. Yeah. So you're Italian, yeah. so this is interesting. So people have c- trouble converting the B12 and the folate in their diet to their methyl versions. So then B12 and folate become methyl B12 and methyl folate. Your body needs those methyl versions and they become activators. So, so then your body takes the amino acids from your food and then it needs the methyls uh, the, of these B vitamins and they become activators so that your body can make Dopamine and serotonin. Shut the fuck up. So guess what happens? So we're more prone to depression. I take no B12 and I already have low serotonin, so I should be taking that. And and, but guess what? If you if some people can take the regular B12, I mean, to take high dosage. No, if if, no, if you (laughs) magnets methyl versions. What does okay. that mean? The it, way you it, said it, it's like methyl. The way it, you said it sounds like you have to get it from a guy in a car. No, it just means you need the back of the bottle should say, it'll have it'll be a really long word, but you're just looking for the word methyl. M-E-T-H-Y-L okay. B12 and methyl folate. Because if your body doesn't have the ability to convert it into B12 and folate into methyl B12 and methyl folate, it's not going to be able to to use it, and then you're going to have low B12, and then you're going to have low serotonin and dopamine, right? And then I want to take naps all day and be really sad. And you can can test this. So a lot of the things that I do, you know, I recommend a lot of, you know, people are testing this. So, so, you know, I work with, um, uh, I recommend a company um, that that does a lot of testing. So you can test things like thyroid, your your thyroid. You can test your your vitamin deficiencies. Um, you know, I have a discount code if you guys want it. I, you know, I, I, I recommend the people that I work with. I, I recommend, you know, what you can test. You can, uh, you can. Um, why guess when you can test? Because what you can test, then you know what exactly is off. Mm-hmm. As, as right. opposed to like, yeah. oh, I'm just gonna like take us and see what happens. Yeah. What's yeah. your discount code for people listening? Um, um, do it's it. Doctor Mike Ten, which gets you ten percent off all their tests at LiveWellTesting.com. Oh, so I re- so you know I like the thyroid for mood. There's tons of tests that I recommend. Yeah, I just I actually can you see that I have 
a bunch of hair missing on the back of my head. No. So I, I, <laughs> gave, myself, Ashley said, nope. I gave myself a haircut because I did. I just did my toxin tests because uh, um, I'm going to check to see how dirty I am in terms of like mercury and oh lead God, and other damn. things that also affect I your mood. I want sushi tonight. Um, I, <laughs> you can test your your vitamins. You can test your thyroid. All these things you can get at home for the, this. These wow. are like home test kits, like 23andMe. These are all. You don't have to go to a doctor anymore. You 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 can get them. They send it to you. You do. Um, you can check your and. I think for mood, well, most importantly, check your neurotransmitters. So check your, in your urine, you just pee on this little stick. I, um, not a stick, it's like a little cardboard thing and it has to dry. Mm-hmm. And they give you a UPS mailer. I checked mine. So, you know, I checked my dopamine, my serotonin. You know, you should check, you should actually, yeah. instead of just like, yeah. oh, we'll, why just, not? we'll put you on a right. medication. Why yeah. don't you check to yeah, see what so that person weird. needs? They don't so do that interesting. very often. Ever. No. They don't do that ever. It's very bizarre to me. Crazy. That's a, actually a nuts. All you do is question. pee on it? For neurotransmitters, yeah. And then if you and, and for stress hormones, you know, that one's actually really cheap. It's like 120. All you do is you spit. So cortisol, the stress hormone, mm-hmm. you can measure that with saliva. Right. So we can look at your cortisol. So cortisol, your stress hormone, it should go up by 50% in the morning and then it should go down throughout the day, right? We, honestly, like every primary physician should be doing this. This is I agree. Yeah, yeah. that's so, so crazy. I agree. Taking a moment to talk about Framebridge, everyone. Framebridge, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Framebridge, y'all. Tell me about Framebridge. Framebridge. If, you, if you've previously listened to this show, you've heard us talk about Framebridge. They make it super easy and affordable to custom frame your favorite things from art prints and posters to the photos of your, on your phone. It's so easy. Here's how it works. Go to framebridge.com, upload your photo from your computer or directly from your Instagram feed. Which is so genius. For them to print. Um, or if you have a physical item, yeah. like a ticket stub or an art print or posters, you know, like, or a hot guy's phone number, cause you, you love him that, that much. You can frame that. What else could you frame, Lauren? You could frame, what else could you frame? You could frame socks if you want. You could frame socks. You could frame anything you want. So you preview your item online in any frame, choose your favorite or get free recommendations from the experts. And the expert team at Framebridge will custom frame your item in days. So this isn't one of those things where you have to wait weeks and months. You're like hoping the package is going to be at your door. This thing is ready in days, y'all. Ashley and I ordered one of our family, and then she got one of Jared and her, and it comes in great packaging. You don't have to worry about the frame breaking. It's It comes really fast and it's really well taken care of and it's ready to hang all ready to hang so you don't have to do any of the work and that's the, the best part the, I think. actually you're wrong the best part <laughs> instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store their prices start at 39 dollars and all shipping's free what all plus, the shipping's free on top of that bitch plus our listeners get 15 percent off the first order at frame.com when they use the code get it what is that 15 percent off 15 percent off wow yeah framebridge has thousands of five-star reviews and even offers a happiness guarantee. And if for any reason you guys aren't 100% satisfied with your order, they'll make it right. We promise you guys. So we're telling you framebridge.com is a way to frame anything in your life. So get started framing your photos or art today. Again, go to framebridge.com, use our promo code GETIT, G-E-T-I-T, and you'll save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code GETIT. Again, that's framebridge.com, promo code GETIT. So this one girl on our board says, how to explain relationship anxiety to your boyfriend from past events, maybe even involving him without him thinking that you don't trust him. And I kind of relate to this because I... um 
went off my Prozac for about a year because I missed the highs. Mm. So I got the fucking highs and were, I couldn't you, handle it. Okay? You were not off it for a year. Yeah. It was a year. I thought it was like three months and we were all begging you to go back on it. Um, Why? Oh my God. She was a terror. I was a terror. The highs were too high? She was screen crying yeah. all the time. Yeah. Aww. So um, when I started dating my current boyfriend on our third date or something, I was like, look, I'm going to flip out if you ghost me or don't text me fast enough. And I sound like an absolute weirdo. So we want to know how do we explain our past traumas to new boyfriends? Yeah. So it's a good question. Yeah. And it was a great question. Um, you can either do it in couples therapy um, or you can But if it's tell a new them, boyfriend, yeah. yeah you're you're like, hey, you know, these are my triggers. Yeah. And, you know, I think you, first of all, don't, open the X files until like day three. But, you know, yeah. I think you, I think you say, you know, what <laughs> you need to know about me is, you know, my, my Achilles heels are X, yeah. Y, and Z because A, B, and C. And that's an opportunity to create vulnerability, vulnerability and for mm-hmm. you to get to know each other. And it's not a ma- It's, you know, I think a lot of guys are turned off by like, Oh, because my ex was such a psycho and my dad is awful and da, da. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like you talk about it in a way and you, when we talk about eye language, I know it sounds really cheesy, but it works. You know, it's like, you know, and for me, you know what the, that did to me, you know, I felt really yeah. abandoned mm-hmm. when he did that. It makes you feel it when you, when you say like, and my ex-boyfriend was awful to me and he was such a psycho and right. he did this and he, it makes you like... When I'm watching like um, Southern Charm and you like <laughs> you watch one of them go off on somebody else, you're like, oh, God, what a psycho. But then when you watch them be vulnerable mm-hmm. and you say – and they say, you know, I was, I was really you know, anxious when that happened. You feel compassionate mm-hmm. for them, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you should do in relationships. I try to always I say that. I feels and then I realize I say I feel a lot. Yeah. Good. good yeah. yeah. So you're yeah. a feeler. Because I don't want to put blame on anyone because it's just my personal experience and how I felt. So I don't want to be like, you are a bitch. It's like, I feel like you are a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, do you have any questions to ask? Yeah. So my, I think my two mainly, which you probably already know about Dr. Mike, mm-hmm. but The first one kind of relates to what Lauren just brought up, and that's like after I send a text message to a someone that I like or care about, I I think it's you feel impending doom. (laughs) Exactly, I have low serotonin. I know this, Mm -hmm. but I sometimes feel like I won't get a response back, and I think it's because maybe a past experience. I'm not sure. But then I get so anxious Mm -hmm. and I start thinking about all the worst case scenarios. I'm like, oh my God, he's with another girl or this is going on. And like that whole hour to two hours before I get a response, I go through all these worst case scenarios. And I think a lot of, I hope a lot of other people feel the same way I do or feel like a loser. But how do we not do that? Yeah, I think this is one of the most common questions and problems and issues in modern relationships and the great news is that since people especially in the beginning of a relationship no one calls anymore yeah like we have an opportunity there's a window of time <laughs> there is there's a little window of time we all have amen when, when yes. the text comes in you have a window before you before you text 
back. So in that window of time that you now have, you can take a deep breath and you can realize that that pitfall thought pattern is pessimistic thinking. And and under pessimistic thinking are... um, catastrophic thinking, worst mm-hmm. case scenario thinking. So the text comes in and or the text doesn't come in, right? And it's right. like, oh my God, is he not into me anymore? He's going to break up with me. He met somebody else. And right. then the t- text comes in three hours later. He's like, sorry, I was in a staff meeting, right? right. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I just went through the worst case scenario of like everything that could have been wrong. And I was about to send a text like, are you not into me anymore? I right? literally have a text to Lauren saying like, I feel like he's with another girl. And then like 20 minutes it was like, later, I, I was like, 10 he texted me. He was Girl. Right. He texted me. And yeah. But Dr. Mike, why do Always. I why do I do that? But it's not only with guys. I think it's because I'm so OCD and mm-hmm. so me being an Aries, I don't know if like astrology falls into this, but I get back to everyone right away. I like astrology. That's my personality. Like I just like to I get think it is, shit yeah. done and over with. Like, yes. Yeah, like so you then, couldn't imagine someone taking more than 30 minutes to respond to anything. Yeah, because that's how I yeah. am. But that's unfair to put that standard on everyone else. And I know that, but it still doesn't stop even with me knowing that it's still just it like goes off in me and it's like something i can't control i'm like why am i mad right now you know well i think it is both nature and nurture and i think it is who you are you know Mm -hmm. and but i think just like she could change ocd with exposure therapy Mm -hmm. you know you can change so you know epigenetics says that you know, the gun is loaded and maybe something in your environment, like an ex pulled that trigger. Mm-hmm. And that's the way, so you are the, the way you are because that's the way you are. Because so maybe that happened it's, to me, maybe. Yeah. So maybe it's a little bit of, of genetics, but it's also what happened to you and they collided. And that's, you know, like when somebody gets breast cancer, it's, it's their family history and, you know, maybe they ate some, you know, the way they ate and that collided and now they have breast cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and by the same token, you know, you have a family history and then a guy, you know, gave you abandonment issues and that's the way you are, right? Yeah. But it doesn't mean that that's... Uh, that's a, uh, but does that mean that's who I have to be no, forever? No, it doesn't. That, it, it doesn't mean that that's your... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, not destiny. It's, it's, not, um, or... it's not your um, curse. It's right. not your curse, right? So you can change it. So I think that looking at the therapy and looking at, at exposure therapy, it's... It's looking at, you know, what would the, I know this is another cheesy exercise, but it does work. It's like, what would the ideal version of myself do in this situation? Mm-hmm. And like, do that. And just like, it's going to be hard for you to yeah. not, you know, yeah. do the, you touch know, your things. little touch, touch it's the like frog. You just have to like not freak out a bunch of times to know that it's like going to be yes. fine. Yeah. And, every, and every time you do it, it'll become 1%. Your brain will learn and it's going to take a hundred times, but Every time you choose the right, quote, right thing that your ideal version of yourself would do, Mm -hmm. it becomes one. Your brain learns like 1%. Oh, maybe that is the thing that is the thing that I would do. And then the hundredth time that you do that, it is the thing that you actually just instinctually do. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. So basically everyone don't freak out a bunch of times (laughs) and then you won't freak out. So my my (laughs) second thing to you is you know that I get... extreme anxiety when I drive to Dodger Stadium. I mm-hmm. post there live on the Jumbotron and there's just something about live TV where I... And I think you and I spoke about this and you're like, well, if you do it a bunch of times, the more you do it, the less nervous you'll be. But I found that even with like a season under my belt, every time I drive there, I get like this feeling in my stomach and I and I always end up doing fine, but I'm so 
fucking terrified of messing up. Mm. And I don't know if that's me being a perfectionist, being too hard on myself, but I think there's a biological... Like, why do I get so much anxiety going to that job? Well, I, I think... It's an understandably nerve-wracking yeah, job, it first is. and foremost. But also, For like, sure. after yeah. doing it, you know, it's like, why am I almost just as scared as I was the first day I did it, yeah. you know? Like, why? I, I think what you're saying does make sense. You know, I think the first step is normalizing it. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about butterflies in your stomach. And, you know, the fight-or-flight response, you know, adrenaline is mostly the physical response. Mm-hmm. Uh, norepinephrine... Sh- sharpens the mind and then cortisol you know this this third stress hormone sort of keeps the stress hormone response sort of pressed right mm-hmm. so all of that stuff is going to make you feel anxious but i also believe that we should lean into those stressful experiences because you know i i now now that we've normalized it i also want to reframe it for you because remember that stress hormones aren't a bad thing mm-hmm. because when we look at research, when we have higher levels, you know, have you ever had a panic attack? Have you ever like passed out when you're hosting on Dodger Stadium? I never have. Okay, good. So we now know if you have never like passed out, then we know in research that when you have stress hormones and you, you know the, the way you feel is evidence that the stress hormones are surging, mm-hmm. we know that when people have moderately high levels of stress hormones, their performance actually improves. Mm-hmm. It right. only gets worse if they're like having a panic throwing attack or, or throwing up. Physical Wait, that's reaction. so interesting because I feel like every time I'm doing something like on TV or whatever that's more nerve-wracking, I feel Do better coming off stage and I'm like, oh, I feel good about what I just did. Yeah. But if I just go into a kind of chill like a regular day at clever or mm-hmm. something i'll be like yeah. i can't read the prompter <laughs> yeah. i'm like so used to this and i just i'm like yeah. i stumble 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 because it's not a nerve-wracking yeah. thing right. and i think right. ashley's right like when we're more stressed it keeps us from being mediocre in a sense because we're not just like oh i'll just wing it whatever it's like we want to do well but i just don't understand physically why and i've talked to learn about this too where i've considered taking beta blockers because when i'm interviewing someone live my heart beats so fast but i'm fine in my head so i'm yeah. like if this would just stop i'd be fine Golden. because i'm fine up here it's my heart that just is racing we're mm-hmm. a big fan of let's go learn propanolol yeah should i take something dr mike or do you think i should you think i'll get over it like and this is for anyone nervous in any situation the lady that did my makeup earlier today told me that she used to throw up every day before she went to school yeah. So like Lauren had school it anxiety. Took me, it took me a year and a half of doing big daytime talk shows before. Yeah, if you guys don't know he's on the doctor's adrenaline. Like, like I feel like my heart is coming out of my chest. Yeah. It took me a year and a half for that, that feeling. feeling to go okay. away. That's good to know because I'll not, watch you on there and I'll watch like Cupcake and I'll be like. How are they not like dry mouth, heart yeah. pounding? I, I, I and was I for stumble a year over my yeah. words, Ashley, all the time. Yeah. And I know how to talk to you, right? Like here, but just because I know it's live, I like want to say the right thing. So then I look. But here, you know here's, the, I mean? yeah, okay, no here's the other trick. Or... Re- remember that in your head, you are overestimating when you, when you stumble over your words, you are taking a magnifying glass yeah. and it doesn't matter. It's like yeah. I'm a human. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, like even when my heart, was coming out of my chest in my first year. I'll never forget it. Rachel Ray was my first national talk show. And I was like, this was like five years ago. And I was like, oh my God, Rachel Ray wants me on a show. I'm going like, to die. I'm so excited. Am I going to do well? Oh my God. And my heart was coming out of my chest. And like, they were like, they like came after me. And they're like, Oh my god! They love you. They want you back Amazing. like next week. But I'm yeah. like, yeah. but my heart was coming out. I just I couldn't you breathe. You can see it like 
yeah. I've always oh heard they God. can see my heart. I you know, know, same. That's how I feel at Dodger Stadium. But then people text me. They're like, "You did great. You and were I, amazing." And I'm like, "Was I?" Right. <laughs> I blacked out. I don't even remember what I said. So, so looking at the okay, so you have to look at the subjective evidence from the world so even though in your head you're overestimating like oh my god i stumbled oh my god i'm terrible the evidence from the world is saying you're great yeah right yeah. so you have to take that evidence as the more important evidence and because, just be confident that's right so okay. i avoid all situations that give me heightened anxiety hence why i feel like i am just stag stagnant is that the word in my life because i don't want that at all like in, like interviews i won't do it because i get scared she won't do interviews like, for jobs for not like, not like, TV like, I interviews. Need a job, but like jobs. i get so nervous i can't i can't push myself to do it because i'm just like that feeling is so terrible to me but she's so, so I personable feel like, yeah yeah but i think that's all of us right it's like we all are like, but i'm avoiding greatness and actual success because i hate those moments you all just described so much so what can lauren do for that Dr. lauren May? you have have to go through it not around it yeah. and if you don't you're not gonna grow you have I to be know. uncomfortable you i feel like to. i did so much growing and i just stopped because i was so scared you have to remember that if you just lean into the hard stuff the hard stuff is how you change and yeah, how, you, how grow. you grow i know breakthrough i know it all that's why i drive to dodger stadium every day i'm I like why well, do this I'm, to I'm like i'm like nats you don't actually have to drive there you could just not go i know but i'm like i have to no. this is a good opportunity like yeah. how can i not Avoiding i would tell ash like failure is not is, is Lauren, an option yeah. Lauren classically <laughs> said failure is not an option. it's not good and, and this bad. you know and you know when you ask me about well should i take a beta blocker okay the the if somebody is going to take a benzo or a beta blocker i would only only recommend it in this circumstance if you are going to take it you better i mean i don't like them but if you are going to take it you better you better use it in combination with cognitive behavioral therapy and what i mean by that is if you are just going to take it and not grow mm-hmm. that is doing you a disservice you're getting addicted to it yes. and you won't ever change if you were going to use it for the short term and use it once or twice as a means to force yourself and for the first like integrated exposure therapy right like when somebody has a phobia and it's like okay i'm I'm afraid of a snake and like okay for the first i'm like if somebody was so afraid of a snake like they like literally pass out if i like pulled up a phone uh, like a picture of a snake on my phone there are people like i've treated like this like they literally pass out if i even like show oh a picture God. of a snake over here really? like if if like for the first two sessions when they need one up- xanax wow. for that first step okay fine but we're using it for a goal so i feel if- that way when people pull up milo ventimiglia <laughs> 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 no but cute. seriously you guys don't so if you were going to use something like that to grow and then not need it anymore mm-hmm. okay but if you're just going to use it as an avoidance, it's actually just going to make the things worse. The only time I took it was when I avoided the public speaking class I had in college to the last semester possibly could take it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do public speaking. And then I got propanolol, which got me through it. And that's the only time I've ever used it. There, there, I talk about, I in the Brain Fog Fix, my last big book, I talked about this and I looked at the research and... It was crazy. People who use benzos like Xanax and, you know, Klonopin and, you know, they're, they're still very, very common. 
the anxiety for most people gets way worse in the oh, long run, not better. That's why so, dad always said, don't take the Xanax. Like if he never wanted us to take it as something that you would use more than a couple terrible. times a year. No. Yeah. It's terrible. The ER visits are going way up for benzos. Oh, the yeah. addiction rates are going up and it makes your anxiety worse. No, I wouldn't take, run. cause I want to feel like I want to remember why I was anxious. Yeah. Um, is there something before, cause we, we have so many listeners that want to ask you questions that have their own anxiety and depression questions, but because I think what Lauren just brought up is extremely relatable, is there something Lauren and other people can do before going in a job interview, like a movement or something, to make them feel more themselves and less eager to throw up or just not even want to get in the car and go? Yeah. Um, I like a little star pose, you know, from yoga. You know, <laughs> like, I, like Patrick the Star? Yeah, like you just finished a race. like Hands yeah. up in the air. And, and I also just like, you know remembering and a little reframe that feelings are information and feelings are information and they're good information and they're actually telling you that you're in a novel challenging situation Mm -hmm. and if that's the case you're learning and you're growing and you're becoming better but feelings aren't facts and but feelings, feelings aren't facts, <laughs> and they're and they're also not when it comes to anxiety. Feelings aren't something that need to be medicated away to mm-hmm. a zero. Yeah. So the, I think the American mentality is, oh my god, I'm feeling something. It needs to go down to a zero. That's mm-hmm. that's well, not that's not. That's I not what had we, that with all the emotion shaming I had in The Bachelor. I was like, holy crap, somebody medicate this girl. I was like, haha, I'm medicated. But they were like, medicate her. She's like so she's so emotional. It's not normal. I'm like. No, the fact that you expect people to be so even keel all the time. It's annoying. Yeah. And is I, not And right. I'm not on medication, and I think I cry just as much, if not more, than Ashley. But yeah. that's because of my serotonin, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah low serotonin but is... But yeah. no one's normal. There's if no tears normal. make you feel better, then cry. Because like, when I cry, it's to get like the pain out of my stomach and into my eyes. I Crying cried. makes you feel better. I cried like five times. I, I, I met the founder of Charity Water last week, and I, he like showed he showed this video to like twenty of us, and I was like, I cried like five times just watching the video. I was so <laughs> yeah. moved. You know, like his I cry name's all the time. Scott, right? We yeah. want to bring him on a podcast. I'll talk oh, yeah. to you guys about it. He's so cool. Like, um, there's a, a a girl has a question on here, and I found it also very relatable. Um, she gets a more anxious when she drinks and that's why i don't drink anymore is because i just get super in my head is there like a chemical reason for that i mean yeah some people are allergic to alcohol you know some people um you know can't process it you know know, that asian flush uh (laughs) response uh, and and some people you know some have a paradoxical response to all drugs you know 99 percent of people when they take a benzo feel really calm some people get really insane when they take a benzo um that's true for pretty much all drugs. So, you know, chemically, alcohol is a depressant. So she, she should feel more calm. But, you know, remember, alcohol also does increase dopamine. So it, there is an upper that it also boosts in addition to being a general depressant. It is also an, up, an upper in some ways. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, is there anything in tequila that really does get you higher? Like that has a happy, happy ha- has a happy drunk? Tequila is my fave. I, it's definitely I not it. mine. I love I, tequila. I think it's absolutely. I love, I love sipping. My new thing is tequila sipping mezcal. Fruit. I love sipping uh, mezcal. mezcal. Have you had Casamigos? Mm. Oh, I love Casamigos. I feel like I'm like with George Clooney. When I'm I can't. Yeah. yeah. But but is there something scientific to that? <laughs> That's funny. Well, gosh. when you when you drink hard liquor in general, so um, when you get that like 
huge surge of dopamine, it does feel more like a high. So like when you look at people like shooting tequila, the dopamine surge is so high mm-hmm. that it can almost feel like an upper Got sometimes. Because mm-hmm. you usually take shots of tequila, not uh, really yeah. much of anything else. It's, it's definitely a college. shot thing. Yeah. And you know, anytime that you have to um, prepare yourself for something that is going to burn yeah. and be um, – you're Physi- actually going to physically, yeah, physically like, oh, this is going to be disgusting. That's a lot of adrenaline. So that's another upper, yeah. right? So like yeah. we, if you know you're taking a, like a shot of cheap tequila, like what do you do? You're like, <laughs> oh God, oh God, I'm anticipating something that's awful. So now you have a stress response, which is an upper. So then even before the dopamine, you're actually getting adrenaline. So yeah, it's an, yeah. So that yeah, can my be heart upper. races with Listerine. Hilarious. Um, real quick, I want to go to a question from someone that sent me a message privately because they didn't want to write it in our Facebook group. Um, And they said, one week ago today, my father took his own life. He struggled with depression his entire life, and it got the best of him. Besides sorting through my own grief at the loss of my father, there's an added layer of complexity to this loss, and it's that many of my family members feel like they need to hide how he died. I think many of them feel shame and guilt. However, I don't feel that way. Depression is an illness and a very misunderstood one. I don't have a specific question for Dr. Mike, but I think it would be helpful to have him explain the differences between a healthy brain and a depressed brain. Also, if he has any advice on how to navigate the loss of a close family member to depression, it would be greatly appreciated. Wow, what a what an important question. And, you know, whoever this is, I just, uh, my heart goes out to you. And, you know, I think um, the most important advice is just to do um, what is going to help you to get through that that day, you know, I think uh, early in grief, I just say to, you know, wake up and brush your teeth and feed yourself and then repeat for a while, mm-hmm. you know, and also remember that um, we're like snowflakes when it comes to grief or no two people are alike and just sort of honor that process. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of differences and yes, depression is an illness. So when we look at, you know, we're talking about TMS, this treatment for depression and I really recommend the magnet it. one the magnet one I, re- I think it's a really great treatment for especially more severe cases of depression or anxiety and it's an alternative you know I was treating somebody who literally his depression was so severe that he often had contemplated suicide and he could never imagine a life without severe like a lot of medication and he did it and he's like I can't believe it like I can't it really believe helped him. I can't believe I'm off medication and I feel great. Wow, I can't that's believe it. So cool. And he's like this young, handsome, straight dude that I'm sure any of y'all would well, any of these <laughs> single people would <laughs> and, but it really maybe no, just I can't. But um oh, come on. <laughs> but Doctor but, Patient Cafe and But it but it really does work, you know, and 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 so, you know, to that to to this to this point, to to this um to this young Listener. lady's point, to this listener's point, or maybe she's not young, to this lady's woman's point. Um, I'm assuming she's the one. Um, the brain is different in, in depression. So we know that the left dorsal lateral prefrontal cortex is underactive. So the brain structures are different. Um, we know that there's low serotonin, low dopamine. Um, we've been talking a lot about street drugs because that's how most people understand the chemicals, right? That's how that's what I always throw them out. Yeah, it's easier to understand um, that way. There's also a really new treatment for um, people with severe depression. Um, they now use the street drug ketamine. Yeah. 
I've never heard of that. Lauren liked ketamine during her drug phase. How do you guys know about all this stuff? So special K, ketamine, is actually really effective for people who are suicidal. That's crazy because it's fun. You're like in a video game. What is ketamine? Ketamine was originally used as a cat tranquilizer. Don't try it. It was a horse. I thought it was a horse tranquilizer. So ketamine was originally used as a tranquilizer for animals, and then it became a party drug. But now we're realizing it's probably the most effective antidepressant for people who are suicidal. Whoa. Do you snort it? Uh, you get an IV. Oh, okay. Don't yeah. try this at home, kids. No. Um, Don't go out looking oh, for special K. IV. So wow. if somebody is like, I'm going to kill myself today, um, you, get a little, you give them a little bit of ketamine IV and they will feel not suicidal like within 12 or 24 hours wow it's so it's pretty crazy so we have there are treatment options that work really um really fast so so even tms which you know works really really well for severe depression Mm -hmm. it's gonna take a month Mm -hmm. and if somebody's suicidal we don't have that kind of time Right. right so listen i'm not suggesting that anyone at this table needs to go out and by the way there are clinics so we you know we use it in inpatient facilities where somebody's like i'm suicidal we're like great give them some ketamine iv great wow cool. interesting. Um, we use ketamine for people with really severe treatment resistant depression so there are there are ketamine clinics all over la now mm-hmm. so a psychiatrist or an, an anesthesiologist will our dad's an anesthesiologist will, oh, there you go they will actually um, every every Your you know they'll, they'll figure out a schedule. I mean, this is and listen, there are some side effects. So like it doesn't like it can kind of wreck your bladder so it's like mm. it's not this is not the treatment that i would recommend unless it's like i've tried everything and i still want to kill myself right. you can go on a low dose of ketamine and get an injection every you know three four six nine months whatever and sometimes it keeps the depression at bay and you can be a normal functioning human being without having to take a shit ton of medication your whole awesome. life Cool. You know, Thanks, Dr. It, or, oral medic- it is a medication, so right. not a shit ton of pills every day, which right. I think is a good thing. Um, we have so many questions, so we want to get through as many as we can. A Lauren, lot of them are one? just like natural ways to get over crippling anxiety. We've gotten that probably 50 times. There's one girl who says, how can you get help when you don't have the money or insurance mm-hmm. to see a therapist? I would recommend getting Dr. Mike's book. Right. What would you recommend? Yeah, you know, my my book has a lot of like CBT do it yourself. Yeah. You know, so it's like you know you can get my book for dollar ninety nine on Amazon right now for the ebook version. So like it's costs two bucks. Wow. So anyone can afford that. Or you can go to the, if you don't have two dollars, you can go to the library and get it. Um, you know, but I also think that friends are a great support system. You know, there are there are you know twelve step groups and support systems. You know, heart. You know your your support. You yeah, know, have and, our broken and, anonymous yeah, guys. Yoga anonymous. classes, yoga classes, workout. I go to a meditation studio called Unplug um, oh, in Los yeah. Angeles, which is amazing. They have breathwork classes, and I found breathwork has helped me a lot oh. cure my anxiety. Just I, breathing for an hour heavily can actually really help you guys. It's, it's kind of weird and pr- crazy. I have a chapter oh, like in Heal Your Drain Brain all about pranayama in people. Who, Would you say, Lauren? I missed it. It probably smells like bad breath in there. You know, probably. you're far. <gasps> No, that's funny. I have the worst sense of smell, so thank God. But but, um, but sorry, it works. Saying, yeah, people who survived the tsunami, you know, I I have a chapter in in my book about it, um, and and some techniques. It, it helps to treat major depression and PTSD because yeah. it helps your nervous system to go up and down. So if you're like, we had a question about somebody who was like sleeping like ten hours a day. Mm-hmm. If depression is really a, a low energy disorder, right? Mm-hmm. So if you need to teach your 
depression is really about teaching the nervous system to rise and come back up. And pranayama, especially the activating practices like bellows breath, mm-hmm. sort of like it's sort of like interval training with your mm-hmm. breath. So it's like, okay, okay, breath, okay, come up, 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 okay, then down, mm-hmm. right? So bellows breath, up, 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 and oh, now diaphragmatic so like, breathing down. You're awakening now, your nervous system. That's right. Oh my god, I'm getting so yeah. smart. Ashley has a question. Okay, um, what do you do when you're having an anxiety attack? First, what's the difference between an anxiety attack and a panic attack? Same thing. Same thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So she said, she asked, what are the best steps to take when you're suffering so smart, from an anxiety attack? I asked this because this morning I had a crippling anxiety attack. In my mind, I was a calm adult explaining to my significant other how I was feeling and what I was going through. But he says I was acting like a child and throwing a tantrum and it was embarrassing for him. So I guess there's two questions in one. What do you do when you have an anxiety attack to calm yourself down without meds? And then what do you do when you have a family member not understanding what you're going through? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think one of the best things to do is to do what works for you. You know, because when you're having a panic attack, what works for one person is going to actually make another person Mm -hmm. even more anxious. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So a lot of people say, oh, well, I know that chewing on ice is the thing that, like, helps me to, like, interrupt the panic attack. Okay, great. So chew on ice. What are some Um, examples of things people do that may or may not work for anyone listening? So diaphragmatic breathing, I think, is a really good one. So when your nervous system, you know, really what a panic attack is, is is really a surge of stress hormones and it's it's the it's the uh, the sympathetic nervous system taking over and just surging way too fast. So when that happens, um, the the sympathetic nervous system, because it's um, thinking it's preparing you to run away from a tiger, it's thinking that it needs more oxygen. So your breathing is going to get way too fast. So instead of be, becoming inhalation dominant you want to shift your brain to become exhalation dominant. So a really simple way to do that, and this is great even for people who don't have panic attacks, is to make your exhale twice as long as your inhale. So I, I, I recommend three, six breath. So just inhale to the count of three. Let's do it right now. Okay. One, two, three. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six. Do you see how That's a lot even, of breathing out. So, but, and that it feels so foreign, right? Because we're used to like, yeah, right? Yeah. But that, that out breath, and it, you can, it doesn't have to be exact to my count, but just make the exhale twice as long. Twice as long. Because that is going to, it's going to trick your brain into thinking that the danger has passed and that you're okay. Okay. Um, another question someone asked, which I actually really enjoyed because I grew up in South Florida where there's a lot of sun. Mm-hmm. And here in LA, we have a lot of June gloom happening. And sometimes I feel like the climate and the weather totally affects my mood. So this person 100%. asked, is it's seasonal a- depression a real thing? And a thousand percent it is. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So remember I was talking about the cortisol test that that I recommend. I took it. I loved it. I, it's really interesting. Um, so cortisol spikes in the morning, right? So we have a 50% spike in cortisol that wakes us up, right? So cortisol gets us going and then it goes down at night. There's an inverse relationship, cortisol and melatonin. So at night, as cortisol, the stress hormone is going down, the melatonin is going up, and then in the morning, they switch places. So mm-hmm. then in the morning, obviously, you want your melatonin to go down and you want your cortisol to go up, mm-hmm. right? That would get you out of bed. So our mitochondria, our cells, they're all programmed by light, right? So it tells our, our, our cells in our body are all designed to take the natural light that are, 
coming in through our eyes and it tells our cells, including the cells in our brain, when to move and when to be asleep. So if we get more light, it tells those cells, hey, wake up, right? And it's, our, it's not only our circadian rhythms, but if we are not getting any light um, and, and those circadian rhythms are off, right? So insomnia. That's why people in Alaska, right, Lauren, I think you told me this. What no? did I say? People in Alaska are like, they suffer from, are there more suicide rates in Alaska or they suffer um, from a lot of depression because they It's light all the time sun. in Alaska. I, I would guess that it would be really hard, you know, and we know that people know. with... No, it's changes. It's, it's opposite. It's, all, it's, it's bright until they're, like... Their day's very short, I thought. I think it changes on where you are seasonally. There's different places in the Either world. Either way, it's rough. Yeah. Way yeah. If you have, way, if you have too normal. much or too little, yeah. it's rough. Right. Right. So we know that circadian rhythms are associated. You know, you want to keep them healthy. And even just being indoors too much, it's just not good for our brains. And it, it can really trigger a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. So we really want to get natural light. And if you can't or if it's too dark, then all you need is like a $100 light box from Amazon. And you want to make sure... You want to make sure that you get one that's like 10,000 lux or greater. And then you just want to use it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. You can put it like um, next to you as you're putting your makeup on in the morning. And you can use it again if you need another boost like around noon. Or you can just like take a if, – if there is sunlight outside, you can take a walk. Or if you have a window, like where I'm sitting right now, I can see the natural light. This would be a great place to work. Um, but you know, closer to your living room would not be a great place to work, right? Oh. So, so a lot of our um, a lot of our light bulbs that we use in everyday life, especially the compact fluorescent bulbs, are just not great. Um, fluorescent bulbs don't make you look good, and they're not good for your brain. Yeah, and they have a lot of blue light, which suppress melatonin production. So you really want to keep those out of your bedroom because those can throw off your circadian. Um, um, rhythms at night, and so can LED bulbs. So a lot of people have those cheap, those uh, low watt uh, LED bulbs. So if you want to save um, electricity, you can get the um, good night or the nighttime LED bulbs, which take out the blue light. They mm-hmm. kind of have like a reddish candle lighty hue to them. Um, or you just use like the good old fashioned incandescent light bulbs and put a dimmer on them. It's better for your brain. Okay, I feel like. Okay, we'll we'll take one last question. Um, and someone wants to know, as a friend, how do you help another friend with anxiety and depression? Do you have any tips? Yeah, I think you just support them in the way that uh, they need them, and also realize that um, you want to support them without enabling them. You know, mm-hmm. so like if you get to the point where you're like, "Oh my God, like this person really needs help." then you just also sometimes need to say that in a loving way, you know, like, Hey, we all have those friends that just like drain us. Right. So there was this, there was this, I think this was was a book, right? I feel like I read this like 15 years ago or something, but it was the whole premise of the book was like, you have, we all have this energy bucket, right. Mm -hmm. And we all leave people and some people fill our bucket up and we Mm -hmm. felt good. And some people like every time we leave them, they're like, Oh my God, my bucket is empty. They Hmm. took all my energy and I'm like, my bucket is empty every single time. That's Lauren Ashley hanging out with everyone. (laughs) Wait, what? When we hang out with anyone? (laughs) With everyone. Uh, We fill each other's bucket up. Yeah. (laughs) But if, if you leave people and they're, and they leave you empty every time and they're like suicidal or, you know, some, 
something that's like you're no, that is not. I can think of somebody who you can't always handle that. Like, you shouldn't be handling that. That's like a mental health professional right. thing to handle. Right. Then you need to say like, I love you, but like I'm concerned. You know, like major depression. I feel like I need to like. How can I support you? How you know? Obviously, suicide. That's like something that needs to be handled. Like right now. That like that's like a nine one one thing, right? But if it's like depression or anxiety, that's like a. How can I help you? Like, right. can I, can I help find an in-network therapist for you? You know, like, how, right. you know, like, how can I help? Like, yeah. how can I connect you to the professional that is going to help you? That's mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes and, my friends think that I am the professional. It's like, I can't right. only listen for so long. Right. Yeah. And professionals, you know, like some of the questions that y'all asked me today, it's like, right. I'm sure I, hopefully I, mm-hmm. I had answers for you that you wouldn't have had for your friends and maybe they need some of the answers that I would have that you don't just don't right. have because it's not what you do. So yeah. find a therapist. Is there like a website to do that or? Yeah, there's a great one that I, I use a lot. I refer people to a lot. Um, Psychology Today has um, a therapist finder with like photos and like, oh, and you can like put in your insurance company and like, oh, and it has like a little write up of every therapist mm-hmm. in any city. So it's like, oh, I need somebody who specializes in anxiety for teens who takes Blue Cross. Yeah. yeah. And Perfect. here's my zip code. That's great. Great. That's right. a great site. Love it. Yeah. Well, Dr. Mike, this was extremely helpful. I think it's really good. And hopefully it's creating conversation because no one ever wants to say I'm depressed or I suffer from anxiety like to their friends. So and, and remember, thank you for coming on and answering our questions. We're as sick as our secrets. So thank you for talking about this really <laughs> important topic. Do yeah. you have anything else you'd like to plug before you leave? Uh, yeah, just my new book, Heal Your Drain Brain, and this fall is my new chicken soup for the soul book, which is called <gasps> Think, Act, and Be Happy. I'm Love so it. happy you're writing it. And I also want to say so many people wrote on Facebook what are different poses and movements we can do. So just so you guys know, you can find pictures of Dr. Mike actually doing them in his book. So refer to the book for those. Cool. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so thanks, much. Thanks, Dr. Mike. Amazing. Bye. I don't get This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.